Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Most people want to fight the sands of time and keep a youthful appearance, but sometimes genetics, stress, poor diet, and even a lack of sleep can accelerate the aging process. Joining us today is returning guest, Dr. Andrew Orden, host of the Emmy Award-winning show, The Doctors. He's one of the nation's leading experts that people turn to when they want to look and feel their very best. He's an encyclopedia of healthful knowledge, everything from the best foods to eat, proper skin care to surgical and non-invasive cosmetic procedures. I always learn something new every time he joins us, and you will too. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is considered one of the top plastic surgeons in the nation. He serves as Associate Professor of Plastic Surgery and Co-Director of the Aesthetic Surgery Fellowship at Keck USC School of Medicine. He's a member of the Board of Directors of the Los Angeles Society of Plastic Surgeons and is a diplomat of the American Board of Plastic Surgery, the American Board of Otolaryngology, Head and Neck Surgery. He's the only original host of the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, now in its 13th season. He's the best-selling author of Better in Seven and Revealing the New You, A Guide to Plastic Surgery. In addition, he's a contributing author to one of the most respected textbooks in the field of plastic surgery, Facial Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Andrew Orden. Thank you so much. You're a little tired after that intro. Oh, yeah. I had to cut it down. I'm saying I'm going to be on the whole show. I said, how do I get his impressive bio? You were very kind. And, you know, at your intro, you mentioned things that I just have to reiterate. And people ask me, what's your secret? Well, it's the things you mentioned, things that we need to be doing for our overall good health and well-being. You said, make sure you get your sleep, you're eating right, get that exercise, deal with your stress, be in good, positive relationships. Guess what? All of those show, if you take care of those things, you will defy aging to a certain degree. And you've done well, man. You still look as young as I remember you 13 seasons ago. What's your secret? The Botox <laughs> working. No, I, I'm, uh, I practice what I preach. You know, I think part of it is I stay busy. Right. I, love, I love what I do. I have a passion for what I'm doing. And I think staying busy keeps you, That's keeps so you true. in the game. And uh, I, I think it's so important in your mind that if you feel relevant, you're contributing. So true. Doing something constructive, it goes a long way. Yeah, that's great. I'm curious, when you reflect on the topics and all the guests you've covered on the show, The Doctors, what's your fondest memory so far? Wow. You know, we did a 2000th episode earlier this season, and, and I had a chance to, you know, really get some of those quick flashbacks. And there's so many great guests, great stories. You know, probably what affected me the most was not uh, having celebrities on there, Jane Fonda talking about this or Sally Field talking about this. It was it was when we really made a change in somebody's life that somebody watched the show, uh, either quit smoking or lost weight or detected something that they they ultimately took care of and potentially saved their life. So it's those stories that probably, you know, hit me the most. But 
As a plastic surgeon, the trips that I got to do with the doctors to practice my craft, going to Haiti, going to India with Smile Train, doing cleft lips and palates. Wow. For me, because you know I'm a plastic surgeon, that was a lot of fun. And, and, and I, I got a lot out of seeing me in action like that, but so many great stories. Yeah, you, you probably uh, lived the very neat ones. The last time you were here, I, I had to share this. You talked about lemon juice, adding it to age spots, and it has a similar effect to a laser procedure. And we had so many listeners write us to share the great success they had using lemon juice. So thank you for that. But I'm curious, what is a common home remedy that does not work? Something that gets under your skin every time you hear people doing it, pun intended there. <laughs> Wow, there's so many. Just go on Gwyneth Paltrow's. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to throw Gwyneth under the bus because she is such great feed for fodder there that we talk about her because she's always coming up with something that that uh, she advocates. And, and right. we have to be honest that there is absolutely no science behind it. But what what troubles us is when you can potentially get yourself in trouble, and that's. Right. You know, things like these enemas and some of these fasting diets, these fad diets, they're, they're really, they aren't helpful. They're not doing you any good. As we've said so many times that the only lasting way to lose weight is, you know, to re reprogram your mind and just uh, make the decision that you're going to eat right and exercise and stick to it. That will work. So you're going on record, you don't believe in the coffee enemas, I understand. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think I think the espresso was meant to be drunk, not, not hey, the other way. It's called your espresso the other way. Yeah, it's called the crappuccino. <laughs> there you go. I just learned something. That's great. That's funny. Let me ask this. When it comes to basic skin care, like in general. Are there like common things that are people doing wrong? Or is there something that you just, you know, you see it all the time and it's wreaking havoc on their skin and their appearance? I think the two biggest faux pas are number one, not doing anything. Just like, oh, my, right. I'm, I'm not going to worry about my skin. And there, you're going to get in trouble, especially the protection part of good skin care. Right. If you don't use SPF, you don't protect yourself from those UVA rays, et cetera. I mean, you should be on a skin program, meaning you cleanse, you exfoliate, right. you treat with moisturizer. You Maybe you're going to add something, an active ingredient like retinol, which I advocate, which works. That's what you should be doing. But it, the other thing is, I first said, not doing anything at all, that's no good. That's right. But over-treating your skin isn't good either. That if you exfoliate, that if over exfoliate if you use too much retinol for example you're going to irritate your skin if you wash your skin too much right. uh, you're actually going to probably get worse breakouts from just inflaming your skin so there's a happy medium there so yeah so they go too far they overclean it or they just don't even bother and say eh who needs to squash my face but they're washing their hands they don't get it it's still they wash their hair they brush their teeth and they leave their skin alone. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> that, and that brings a, a really good point. You know, don't go messing with your face unless your hands are clean. You know, point, with COVID, yeah. I think all of us have gotten into uh, getting used to washing our hands more oh, yeah. than we used to. 
and that's a good thing. That that's going to continue, I think. Yeah, and that's going to help prevent disease in general, not just COVID nineteen, but the flu. Exactly. The Wash speaking, those hands. Speaking of COVID, you know the, the pandemic, doom and gloom, all this bad news is increasing stress. And I know last time you were on the show, you said stress was a common cause of premature aging. Let me ask you this. Wouldn't it be good for our appearance to maybe shut off social media, shut down the computer, smartphone and TV once in a while to improve our appearance? Absolutely. And we, you know, this is one of the the recurring themes on the doctors. We, We talk a lot about psychological issues, emotional issues, dealing with stress we talk about how social how stressful right. social media is you know and we talk about in particular amongst kids and adolescents and teenagers the suicide rates are up depression is is up among uh that group but you know it holds true for everybody adults included right. that you get overly obsessed with social media Adults can get bullied. Adults do get bullied, just like kids get bullied. So, you know what? If you give yourself a social media break, I guarantee that you will you'll decrease the stress. You know, <laughs> mentioning stress and aging, I always get a kick out of seeing photos of the presidents when they start their office, and then right. <laughs> four years later or eight years later, it's like, who is that? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I think the, uh, you know, and what's funny is even when people go out and they take a walk and get fresh air, they got their cell phone with them and they're texting and they're checking Instagram. It's, you know, I've, I've had to learn myself to just to be still. They're walking through the, through the woods. They should be there listening to the animals, just enjoying. Yes. And they're, 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 they're on their phone. And, and just as a caveat, I'm sure you've mentioned it, but worst thing you can do as far as a good night's sleep. The last thing you do, look at your phone. Don't do that. Oh, and if you happen yeah. to wake up in the middle of the night to make that visit, if you have an enlarged prostate like some right. of us, right. don't look at your phone because it's going to adversely affect, it's going to stress you out and affect that all-important sleep. Plus that light, they say, if it hits the eyes, it fools your brain into thinking it's daytime, time to wake up. It sure does. Yeah, so that's a good point. Glad you brought that up. Let me ask you this. I read an article, it was about a week ago, that uh, skincare products have the most unsubstantiated claims than any other product on the market. And with so many anti-aging, wrinkle, potions, lotions, pills on the market, what product have you found that actually works to tone the skin and reduce wrinkles that people can feel safe buying? You know, I didn't I didn't see that exact quote, but I, I'm not surprised at all. We know that the beauty cosmetic business, trillion dollar business. And we see so many products that are touted. This is, this is the only way to get collagen into your, into your skin without a needle, the all natural needleless Botox and all that. I mean, we see claims that just, you know, scientifically and and physiologically are impossible. So to cut to the chase, I mean, we, we all know that we should be keeping our skin moisturized. Dry skin is right. going to, it's not healthy. Uh, it's going to age quicker. It's going to form lines, wrinkles quicker. So moisturizing is important. And then, and which moisturizer? Well, that depends. Everybody's skin is a little bit different. We have different skin right. textures. We have different basic acidity and oiliness to our skin. So experiment, find what, what moisturizer works for you. And then, you know, as far as products, the claims 
that people make. It's the skin is there for a reason. It's a barrier. It is very <laughs> well designed as an insulation. Okay. It's not like an armadillo, but it right. serves humans well. And, you know, the whole idea is to keep things out. So, so many of these products tout that you're going to plump your skin and you're going to boost collagen and elastin and all those things. That's not going to happen unless you use something like retinoic acid right. serums. I think some serums are good, but the concept that these big proteins are going to pass through the epidermis into the dermis, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the buzzword now, collagen. There's so many products out there that claim it gets into the skin. So I'm so glad you brought that up. They need to watch out for that. Supplements, you know, those, that's a big, a big uh, area too, but you have to think about it. You, you ingest collagen, which is, you know, a, a large protein made up of all these great amino acids that we want. Well, you consume it, stomach acids are going to break down the collagen into amino acids. So you're, you're, you're better off just getting good amino acids in your diet True. and yeah. let your body build its own collagen. That makes sense. What about these skin products on the market? You see they cost hundreds of dollars. Is the more expensive products really worth the extra money? Does that mean more went into them and they're worth the value? You know, there are certain products that, that have a higher higher uh, price tag to them that are good and maybe maybe worth it but there's also a lot of less expensive products out there that are just as good and as i said you've got to do run your own little skin laboratory and testing and find out what feels good what looks good what works best for you right makes sense what about uh cucumbers for dark circles any truth to that well using cold and cucumbers, which the cucumber actually acts a little bit as a as an astringent, and if it's right, it's cold cucumber. You may see that's why they put them on you at the spa. There, right. you may see a little bit of improvement with with those morning bags. I mean, if you your morning bags bother you, if you get up, the first thing you do is apply some cold and do a little bit of lymphatic massage for yourself. You can make definitely make them look better. Right. Excellent. I know last time you were on the show, you shared something was made so much sense. It was like a big aha moment. You talked about when you do a facelift, you lift the face upwards against gravity compared to so many popular techniques out there that stretch the face sideways. Share with our listeners that maybe didn't hear that interview, why that's such a better technique. Well, that's exactly right. It's not called a face pull. Right. It's called a face lift. And guess what? Gravity is going down that way. So the whole idea of a facelift, we want to lift vertically against the forces of gravity to put things back where they were. That's going to give you a natural result. And unfortunately, you see it out there, people that are pulled, that windswept look very unnatural. It's a, it's a dead giveaway of a bad facelift, a good facelift. There's no way you know for sure that they had it. They look great for their age. That's a good facelift. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense. Gravity's pulling it down. Hey, pull it up. No brainer. But yet so many people stretch back and they have the scars by the ear and they look like literally they're, you know, like their faces in in an elevator. You know, when you're talking about elective surgery, cosmetic surgery, or especially your face, but anywhere on your body, I mean, that's why it's so important who you go to, board certification in plastic surgery, 
It's an extensive training. And on top of that, make sure that the person, plastic surgeon does facelifts on a regular basis. Not like, oh, I do one, one a month or one every two months. Right. You want your facelift surgeon to be doing that procedure on a regular basis. This week, I have two facelifts, which is about average for me. That's what you want. You want your surgeon's hands moving, doing those faces. That's great. What about non-surgical procedures? You know, so many, we got Botox, chemical pills, lasers, all thermy, cool sculpturing. Uh, have you found any of those that's like your go-to, the most effective? We got it. There's something for everybody. Yes, they do work, especially if, if you start at the right age. If you start younger with, with Botox, with fillers, with some of these non-invasive things like Thermage, Othera, which is uh, tightening tissue using uh, radio frequency waves. If you start early, you're going to nip it in the bud and you're going to put off that big procedure. You are definitely going to delay aging if you start early. And there are so many, I mean, it is a huge business. Probably the biggest change in plastic surgery and, and cosmetic medicine is just so many new products out there that are melting fat and tightening skin and heating skin and lifting skin and minimally invasive to resurface the skin. I mean, these are the hot items that are hitting the market now. It's hard to keep up with them. Yeah, I would imagine that the biggest reward for you is the confidence boosting that you see. I would imagine you see people that just come out of their shell and they just have this new invigoration for life. Isn't that one of the most that's, fulfilling? That's what's great about our, our specialty, that we are making physical changes, but those physical uh, changes translate to emotional changes, personality changes, confidence, just feeling better about themselves. So that they go hand in hand. And that's one of the reasons I love what I do. Yeah, that's great. I did read that you had COVID-19. Tell us, were you able to bounce back quickly or did you have a rocky road? Uh, it was, I was one of the first actually state wow. of Washington. I was in Seattle for a conference. I gave a, a, a speech, as you know, that ground zero happened up in, in Seattle in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. Well, at this convention, I was in close proximity, hugging, handshaking, all that. This was before there was, we even had the word pandemic out there. So I felt something coming on and lo and behold, I got on the plane and I, I felt I got sick. I would call it like a pretty bad case of the flu, but it was different than the flu in that it did go down into my lungs and I had a cough wow. for about a week. So, and I had fever and chills and malaise and achiness. I didn't know then that it was COVID, but then after the fact, I tested myself for antibodies and, and I was positive for antibodies. So that sort of was proof. And then since then, I've gotten my uh, two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. So I've sort of experienced that whole COVID ro roller yeah. coaster. Did you lose uh, smell or taste at all? Did not. You did not? I did I, not. Yeah, no. I, have a, I have a patient who lost uh, smell and taste six months ago, still can't taste the smell. What a terrible life not to be able to enjoy food. And, you know, we talk about that on the show. As you know, I'm also board certified ear, nose, and throat doctor, too. So they put me to test on, is there anything you can do to rehab the sense of smell and taste? And you actually can wow. Google it. You can subject yourself. There's four basic 
tastes and there's some basic smells that if you work on your system, for example, coffee and a smell of mint are a couple, likewise tastes, bitter, sweet, salty, that you can do a form of physical therapy on yourself. And, and there has been some success getting people back those key senses. I couldn't agree more that it would be awful to lose those senses. You no longer appreciate what you're eating and drinking. The only benefit would be you could win the hot chili pepper eating contest. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you could. We've done that on the show too. We, we ate those crazy I fr- ghost peppers. I think Ooh. they were. We, wow. all took, we all took the dare. Actually, one of the docs, Dr. Ho, got sick. Like, uh, was almost had to go to the emergency room. Geez. Be careful with those hot chilies. Yeah, I've heard that uh, they can put people in the hospital. I, I read that one of them actually caused somebody to die. I don't know if that's true, but I'm like, well, it was one of those mega, the worst possible, like, you know, like a, a dynamite stick. <laughs> I, know. I know what you're talking about. That's crazy. Yeah, and the minute we have left, we have about one or two minutes. Share with us about Dubai. You know, I, I know that you, uh, you uh, practice well, in both, USA and Dubai. I just got back from a recent trip, and this trip, not only did I go to Dubai, but I went to Bahrain for the first time. I, I work at the Royal Hospital for Women and Children in Bahrain. Really a class outfit. And that was my first trip there. And uh, really a world-class setting. And I saw a lot of patients, good patients, appreciative patients. I have a lot of fans out there in the Middle East. I probably get recognized more there than I do here wow. in the States. Because the show has been on the full 13 years. I think it airs twice. Wow. And Mark's in there in Saudi, Dubai, Bahrain. So I got involved in a clinic in Dubai a couple of years ago. And I started going. It was a challenge. It was different. It's fun. It's challenging. It's a happening place. It's, it is a unique, vibrant place. It's, it's Middle East. But people from all over the world that congregate uh, in Dubai there. Uh, I enjoy the work there, but I also have fun while I'm there. The hotels are great, the right. foods, restaurants, shopping, all that good stuff. That's right. What's the most common procedure that you do there? Facelifts, noses. We've got some Middle Eastern noses that need a little scaling down. Liposuction right. is also very popular and moving that fat around, putting it on the backside. We do see the Kardashian effect working in the Middle East. Middle Eastern women have a lot of style and uh, they, they've sort of followed trends from all over the world, Europe, North America, Asia. It's sort of a, a cycle and they're contributing to certain beauty trends too, especially they're very much into the brows now, fuller brows, high arched brows, exotic Middle Eastern look. Wow. Great. Friend. Time just flew by again. Always does when you're on the show. Thank you so much for that joining us. I mean, you're a good host. Uh, appreciate you. Yeah, you. Share, we share such great info. We always get some good insights. And then I hear from listeners months to come. So thank you very much. To learn more about Dr. Orton, visit 
ordenchopra.com. And while there, be sure and check out the amazing resources he offers and how you can look and feel your very best. And you can follow him on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Andrew Orden. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that could benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to you good health, to you good health radio.com and radiomd.com and check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.